I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Robin. Uh, you're about to join us on our day blight. Uh, but before that happens, here's a little trigger warning. Um... In today's episode, we're going to be covering Happily Ever After, Nice Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, and we will be covering uh, people like Big Ed. So um, if that is not your thing, if you don't want to hear wrongs righted and justice meted, then uh, by all means skip over. We'll get on to um, Life After Lockup a little later in this pod. But for now, just be aware. to a very special episode of Blighty Day Fiancé. My name is Michelle. My name is Robin. We are a married transatlantic couple who recap uh, dating shows, basically. Pretty much. Um, Now, this is our opportunity. This is sort of what you might call a more relaxed, kind of less structured episode where we're not going to go into the nitty gritty of every single twist and turn. The fact of the matter is we watch a lot of TV that we don't have time to to recap. Yeah, just just to let um, daylight in on magic. Um, (laughs) The uh, romantic life of Michelle and me is basically sitting watching uh, kind of trashy reality shows um that is that is our love language um so we thought we'd welcome you all on what we're calling our date blight our weekly date blight our weekly date blight so what we're gonna do is just do really quick uh little recaps of the shows that we're watching but not kind of formally recapping um and then if there's any if you want to hear more about any of those shows from us maybe that's something we can consider doing in the future at the beginning of other uh seasons so for example if you wanted us to talk more about 
anything in the love after lockup cycle right now we're in life after lockup if you wanted us to do love during lockup or whatever depending on uh, what's to come next you can let us know and maybe we can work that into our schedule yeah you can plan our date lights for us yes yeah um we would appreciate some champagne and very nice chocolates yeah it'd be really nice to get some atmosphere maybe watch the shows in a hotel every now and then (laughs) yeah instead of on our couch um things like that we'd need a babysitter (laughs) yeah unfortunately i've reached out to mrs gwen and uh, she's not available. No, she's not. No. Um, so we're going to kick it off with Happily Ever After, 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. Um, now, the way Robin has come up with a rather brilliant, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. No. Um, Robin has- We are one person, so you can be arrogant about me. We are one spiritually. Um, We have come up with, uh, I'm sorry, I've done it again. Robin has come up with a rather brilliant way of categorizing this because as we know, Happily Ever After tends to work like a soap opera. There's not a whole lot that happens week to week. We hit the same kind of character beats. Every now and then there will be an explosive scene or two, but there's not really enough for us to do a full fleshed out recap for each show no they sit down at the beginning of the season and they go this is your beat for the next 12 weeks or whatever and it can get pretty tiresome so we're gonna look at it moment by moment right yeah or we'll just take out a a few moments so the way that we have chosen to structure that is is with awards now i want you all to participate in the naming of these awards and categories some of them we might keep week after week some of them might be unique to that show Uh, but just to give you an example one of the awards we have is the tired and emotional award now here in the uk it's very common particularly in uh and i used to work kind of in public relations and within the media slash entertainment industry and particularly in politics when you say that someone is tired and emotional it's a euphemism for they are off Off their their tits tits. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's such and such fell off the stage and vomited blood onto the audience but they weren't on a massive amount of heroin um and booze cocktail they were just a tired and emotional they just appeared tired and emotional now if you want to take that a step further and you want to allude to that person having uh started a stint in rehab uh, then that person is being treated for exhaustion. Exhaustion. That is different. That yes. is different. So uh, this week's tired and emotional, clearly, uh, for Happily Ever After, when it goes to Andre, doesn't it? Um, excuse me, Andre. I can't do it. <laughs> I've been so worried about recapping him because I can't. I can roll ours. <sighs> I can do that. Not very well. But I can't do the untie. I can't do it. That's a different sound. Yeah. Um, 
I understand. Yes, clearly in this episode, Andre Andre was tired and emotional, and he chose that moment to um, engage in a fight with his mother-in-law about uh, how Charlie is often Charlie tired. is often <laughs> tired and emotional, Amazing. And, and Charlie might be on the brink of of exhaustion. Um, it, it's a bit like. Um, uh, da, 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 da. What's the name? Um, Thingy Wood from Rolling Stones. What's his name? Um, Ronnie Wood. Yeah, Ronnie Wood getting in a fight with Keith Richards about who maybe overdoes it from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's hardly a comparison there that we can see. Uh, but look, uh, all joking aside, is her name Pam? She seems like a Pam. What, Libby's the mom? mom. Yeah. <sighs> she looks like a crystal. She's not called Crystal, but she looks like a crystal. Sorry if your name's Crystal. I don't think she looks like a crystal at all. I think she's, I think she gives off major Pam energy. (laughs) Um, Regardless of what her name is, she's got a big birthday coming up. She wants Charlie to be there. The whole family in a shocking display of both solidarity and emotional health, question mark, have, uh, have watched previous seasons of the show <laughs> and understand that everyone fucking hates Charlie. And if they want to continue to make money from showing their anuses on OnlyFans, then they also need to pretend that they hate Charlie. That's one way of reading it. I, look, I am not going to disagree. The The only thing that I want to... The only caveat that I want to put out there is... Uh, here at Blighty Day Fiance, we don't minimize substance abuse problems, addiction, and the damage that it does to family. No, we uh, just don't like ourselves. We just don't like what what Jake Anthony has uh, quite appropriately referred to as the butthole brigade. Yeah, um, yeah so then we go on to uh, the To the Moon Jackie Gleason Award for Services to Female Empowerment. Yeah. Now, for those of you... There's a lot of that on this show. The supportive men standing with their sisters, right? It's in in no short supply. Now, for those of you who were born, you know, after... uh, For those of you who don't know what the Honeymooners was... Read a book. It was... um, Or just look it up. Uh, Jackie Gleason was... The star uh, of a show about a man who beat his wife frequently threatened a, to beat his wife. A comedy show about spousal abuse. Yes. Oh, how the fifties? Yeah, yeah. The fifties were a funny time. Maybe it aired. I think it aired even later than that. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to go down that particular rabbit hole, but <laughs> but we're calling it the Jackie Gleason Award for Services to Female Empowerment. To the moon! Because every single joke was about how badly he wanted to beat his wife for just going about her daily life, for just living her life. Poor old Alice. I mean, that was the catchphrase, right? To the moon. Right? Yeah. Which literally, the context of it was, I'm going to hit you yes. so hard. You actually go into orbit and leave the stratosphere. Yeah. Amazing. Um, now, this is... This well, who's award- getting it? Yeah. Unsus- unsurprisingly, well, you know what? It was it, it was actually a dead heat between Jovi and Usman. But right. we we gave Usman um another I think he's in a couple of other categories here, but Yeah, these are the only awards Usman's ever gonna win. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if he continues pursuing music, that might very much Ethan, be the Michael case. Jackson. Yes. Oh boy. Um, I love Michael Jackson. Yes. So that's it. it it's almost Kimbali is almost like a pushy stage mother. Yeah. She's almost. Um, He'll be in pageants soon. Yeah. Like Aniko or Aspen, whichever one it was. There's got to be, well, at least Aniko and or Aspen are sort of old enough to make their mind about that. Are you saying Usman's not old enough to make <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm Emotionally, saying... Emotionally, he okay, is a 40-year-old, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's um, he getting? What was... What, 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 what? Sorry, we've got to circle back to Jovi now. Um Jovi... That's right. He ain't getting this at all. The Jackie Gleason Award this week goes to... Jovi Dufresne. Jovi Dufresne. Uh, now, Jovi Dufresne, to his wife's face on camera, um, <laughs> tells her that she's beautiful and that he, he, he doesn't want her getting any ideas about uh, getting a boob job. So or... close. It's, it's the so close but no cigar award almost as well because he's so close to saying the right thing. Yeah, but then in his ITM, uh, he says, and I quote, there is room for improvement about her breasts. Um, Now, let's be clear about this. Yara did say that they look like two trash bags full of pepperoni, right? (laughs) Yeah, But that is her right to say that. She can talk about her body. No. Uh, He he should should not. No. Um. And look, you and I have an agreement. The general rule is if something drops, you got to pick it up. I quote Nene Leakes of the formerly of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. If something drops, you got to pick, pick it, it up. up. Yeah. We're, we're not averse to um, procedures, cosmetic procedures, but that's very much something that uh, is for Yara to decide. Now, where the funding comes in, if she has to go to Jovi for that, I totally get it. But it's it's certainly not his place to comment, particularly publicly, on the state of his wife's breasts, particularly those that fed his child. The thing about Jovi is Jovi's always... Like, they've had that brilliant relationship, right, with the back and forth, and they're kind of good at that, and well, we may even get to it, but um, they've always given it to each other. That's what we always liked about Jovi and Yara. Do you remember, like, in the beginning, they were a little bit, like, mean and teasy to each other, which for me is, like, sexy and romantic, right? Yeah. Much yeah. more than the sort of Absolutely. simpish, doting bullshit you get in so many of the relationships <gasps> and shows like this. It just came to me. Yeah. And you're going to love me for this. Yeah. You're going to want to repropose. Oh. So we were really struggling oh to come... Oh, my God. He's going to repropose. We were really struggling to come up with a category for, like, best best two-hander or best comedic duo. Yeah. It's obviously the Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard Moonlighting yeah. Award. It's Moonlighting. That's it. For... Look, Jovi and Yara are getting this one, Best too. Best sexual tension. Because we were all about the conversation about chopping Jovi's dick off and selling it for not much money. That was quality stuff, right? Yeah. That was Sybil. That was, uh, oh, man. Um, uh, da, 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 da. What was the character's name? It's David Addison and Maddie Hayes. Maddie Hayes. Moonlighting was the first 
proper TV show I ever fell properly in love with. Like, it was on really late here in the UK, and I sort of stayed up late to watch it. My dad didn't mind me watching it. Um, but before that, like, I would mainly watch, like, kid shows, right? But I watched Moonlighting, and Moonlighting for me was the TV equivalent of Tepeshmo was musically. Like, from those two things, everything else sprung. Right, and it doesn't mean that they're necessarily my favorite things, but that—that that is the the origin point of all my love. And I grew up wanting to be David Addison, Bruce Willis, and Moonlighting so bad. I bought his album, The Return of Bruno, three times because I lost it <laughs> twice, and then. On both occasions, I found it the day I replaced it, and I ended up with three copies of this. Um, actually, four, because um, I was gifted a copy by the guitar player in a band who you have met with me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he oh, very, he very kindly also gave me a fourth copy of Return of, uh, the Return of Bruno, which is an incredible album, by the way. Uh, it's not as terrible, but I love it, and I love him, and it's very sad what's happened to him. But yes, uh, the Dave and Maddie Award for um, perfectly balanced comedic banter. With an undercurrent of... Uh, joyous sexual tension. Yeah, right? They're teasing each other, they're going at it, it's all kind of mean, but in 10 seconds' time, the clothes are coming off. Or, of course, in the case of Moonlighting, many seasons went by, and then they finally did, and it didn't work. And then she had that thing with the astronaut, Sam. (sighs) Oh, we didn't like Sam. The bottom line is, you saw a blonde hottie from the US. Right. You saw a bit of Civil Shepherd in me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You saw a bit of that character in yeah, me. Yeah, but you're more last picture show, Civil Shepherd. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish. You guys, I look I look absolutely nothing like Civil Shepherd. I had a terrible die job when Robin and I met that was that got even worse over time and to this day I have no idea why he picked me um but I'm so glad he did well there you are two awards between uh Jovi and Yara that's good yes he can take one to the oil rig or wherever the fuck he goes and works and she can have one at home with the baby the underwater robotics <laughs> yeah uh thing so yeah that whole conversation was hilarious um now we're going to go, uh, I'm going to take you over to um, a Bravo-inspired award, which uh, I'm calling the Camille Grammer and Now We Said It Award for Radical Honesty. Now, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to over-explain this award because if you know, you know, but I'll I'll talk about the significance as it relates to this category. This is where a cast member either accidentally or on purpose reveals something that the audience already knows and has sussed out. Yeah, but the fourth wall comes but smashing down. But the fourth down, wall comes smashing and it's down. Like the cards are firmly put on the table. Now he, um, the person, the the recipient of this award, almost won the Jackie Gleason to the Moon Award for the same comment, didn't they? But we he decided did. that the amazing thing about it was not that it was um (laughs) services to female empowerment um it was more the oh my god he just he just like took his mask off on camera yeah yeah and it was when he said it's usman yeah oh i'm sorry yes it is usman um so and it is when he said and i quote 
I am not going for beauty or for sexy. <laughs> how do you think she's going to feel? How do you think? Uh, what's her son's name? Jamal. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think he's going to feel when he watches that? I think Jamal knows exactly yeah. what's going on here. By the way, Jamal is gorgeous. We need like a sensible. We need an MVP. Um, award of some kind. Guys, if you can think, the way these work is they're really good when you can think of another cultural reference that perfectly encapsulates the thing you're talking about, right? So another time someone was on a show and completely stole it. Um, Let us know what we should call that category. Um, But Jamal should get one for just stealing the show, shouldn't he? Yes, and even if you can't think for an immediate cultural analog for the award that you're thinking of, just let us know what your award ideas are. At Blighty Day, on Instagram and Twitter, you can also now message us on Facebook. You can leave a comment in our Facebook group, which is... Blighty, Blighty Day, Day Bays. Bays. <laughs> I'm on as Michelle Snark. Robin is on as Robin Snark. Um, come and say hi. Come and say hi. Come and say hi. Um, start Join a us on our pre-date blight. We'll yes. have a few drinks, and then me and Michelle will sneak off to a room and do what we do best. Talk about TV. Yeah, that is that is what I mean. <laughs> Argue. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. Talking of Usman and uh, Kimbali, she gets one, doesn't she? She certainly does. Now, we are taking this up to uh, everyone who has been listening for a while knows that I love my quote-unquote high culture, low culture. Right. Um, We're going to Shakespeare here, and we're calling this the Out Out Damn Spot Award. For your body... Saying the thing <laughs> your mouth cannot. That is correct. Yeah. And or for your body kind of giving the game away. Yeah. And this of course goes to Kim Bali's stress rash. Yeah, it's amazing. She's like, oh, no, he, he really loves me and uh we're we're gonna get married and he's not not in it for his career. But and the glowing we would say in this country, Belisha Beacon. Uh, do you have those in the states? No. Um, no. We, have you ever seen them? They're, they're like they're, they're, they're um, big lampposts by pedestrian crossings. Um, big light up, glowy. You ever seen those? No, I've, I've got. No, you're either describing it really badly, or I've never seen it. Okay. Um, or it's from your childhood in the early. <sighs> 1940s. I'm turning it to Motley. Um, Yeah, anyway, uh, the big Belisha Beacon glue, glue glowed on her chest saying, she's telling a big lie. I'm terrified. Yeah, so that was either a stress rash or it was hives. But either way, that is her body giving the game away. Um, No judgment. It happens to us all. Uh, I... (laughs) For example, have I did, we don't have to talk about? <laughs> Look, everybody knows I have IBS at this point. I did leave the last show early, I think, so that I could t- take care of that. Um, so yeah, out them spot for Kimbali. Yes. Now, this- how would she be if if Kimbali were in a Shakespeare play? Let's do let's do high culture, highbrow for a second. What part would she best play? In any Shakespeare play. She would be, if she had a better sense of humor, she would be the nurse in Romeo, Romeo and, Juliet. and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. She is a bit of that, isn't she? Yep. Yeah. Um, what would Usman be? 
bottom? No, he's not funny enough. He wouldn't be any of the mechanicals because he's he's too sort of like vain and we're going to have to think on this. Um there has got to be a Shakespeare scholar or an English major out there who <laughs> Uh, who can help us with this. If you could quickly just write us a list for (laughs) the entire cast in every reality show. But just, you know, if it comes to you, (laughs) let us know. Um, We'll we'll keep it simple in future and just be like, I don't know, what Huey Lewis songs should be for me? I don't know. (laughs) We don't know where it's going to go. And that's the magic of it. It's the magic of Date Blake. Coming back to... um, Awards that are inspired by former cast members, or sadly current cast members. Uh, the Jesse Meester Award for outrageous self-confidence in the absence of any real... Talent. Talent. Yeah. Or work ethic, to back it up. Yeah, the I think I am the greatest thing in the entire world, but actually, I'm a pretty useless piece of shit. It's Usman again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I have to say... We like Usman in telly terms. Like he makes good telly. I was happy to see him. I was a little disturbed by the fact that Kimbali um, called him Soldier Boy very clearly in this episode. Yeah, she did. Not Soldier Boy, right? Which, to be honest, even Soldier Boy, I've been thinking those IP lawsuits are going to come winging their way through the Nigerian postal system. I'm, I'm very surprised that it hasn't. Uh, my only thought is that he's not significant enough to threaten. <laughs> The actual... The actual... Um, well, he's too busy supermanning hoes. What an unpleasant lyric that was. You remember that song? Uh, I love that song. Oh, I thought it was a fucking disgusting lyric. All right, well, you're not the prince of writing beautiful I'm lines, I'm giving Soldier Boy the Jackie Gleason to the Moon Award in perpetuity. Okay. Um... But Where yeah, are we now? Usman is this season's Jesse in that sense, right? We thought for a while we might give it to Florian and his dreams. <laughs> we might name this one after Florian, his dreams of becoming a successful... Or rather, Stacey's dreams that he can become a, a super successful model. But, you know, he's Florian modeled, knows his level. He knows his level. But Florian has modeled before. Yeah. And he knows... St- you know, kind of where he is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously made. But I he, think Stacy thinks he is a bit more than just some catalog. That's all. I would also, and uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but there are quite a few women in the 90 Day Universe, and I'm not going to name them specifically, but let's say they have um, aged out of the prime time during which someone during which a woman might, is going to get a modeling gig. Yeah. And I'm talking about high fashion. I'm not talking about catalog modeling. Look, my one of my dearest friends is married to an absolutely stunning woman who was a catalog model. She was, a, she was actually a dog poop bag ma- model. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture somewhere. And I'm telling you, everyone, this woman is gorgeous. But it was a gig that she took on. It's like, you know, that guy who was on The Bachelor did Party City ads. You take what you can get. But yeah, the, there, o- the open casting for the dog shit bag uh, gig is, you know, the queue goes around the block. There's a That's kind of the thing, right? No, but that's real. You know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. someone out there any, grinding. Any gig in modeling. 
congratulations exactly well done. that and, is not easy to and come she by. has many accolades and other qualifications outside of that but that is she put that on her tinder profile and <laughs> i love her for that she's yeah. she's an incredible who was the one person. in the 90 day universe her, her she oh you see if i get this wrong i'll send myself letters um he took her for she didn't want to do modeling but he took her to like a casting thing yeah and she was clearly not comfortable with it but she didn't she wasn't tall enough she wasn't young enough yeah that was a past series look i'm i hate to be the bearer of bad news i think other people i think this this is an issue that has been raised on uh reality cray cray at various points there is an age where you are just, you're not going to come in from out of nowhere and get picked up by Wilhelmina, okay? Or any of the major modeling agencies. You just aren't. No. You may, I mean, you can be an older model. Yeah, you, absolutely. You can have a different physique from, you know, the conventional, but you're not going to get the kind of modeling gigs you're thinking of. No, not the ones where people are going to pay to fly you to Curacao and do a bikini shoot. It's just not happening. No. Okay. No. So, and again, again I think... Well, that was a diversion because I thought that maybe uh, Florian could have the, you know, ideas beyond his station. But like I say, it was more that Stacey doesn't understand that Florian will find the gigs he finds. Um, um, but yes, I do prefer what we settled on there. Jesse, who he, is the living embodiment of no talent. All talk and yeah. no, I mean, I guess it takes discipline to... Uh, hoard N95 masks during a pandemic and sell them for over the price. I get sure that's a special kind of you skill. See, I would have him down more as someone who would have a gas mask collection than an N95 collection, and those gas masks would be from the sort of armies that you shouldn't be collecting. Mem, I very much see that with Jesse. Um, like oh, a, a totally. pulp fiction, he's got a basement full of memorabilia. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Definitely. No. Definitely. He he for sure. And look, He's I know... He's worn great coats that make me suspicious. Well, his mom is sort of a hippy-dippy artist, right? No. Um, And his stepdad is kind of in that league. There is no way he didn't have Nazi grandparents, okay? <laughs> I was trying not to say it. Uh, that's not a formal accusation, all right? Don't come for me, but, uh, yeah. Peace be your journey, yeah. Jesse, yeah. with your... No, fuck you. Right. <laughs> Speaking of fuck yous, right, um, I want to give the Bill Clinton I Did Not Inhale award to everyone's favorite asshole, Lil Ed. Um for trying to recontextualize um, how he split up with Liz, as if we don't all know damn well what happened there. Right. Now, for those of you who are, um, for those of you who weren't even born yet, Bill Clinton was asked whether he had ever um, smoked marijuana in college. And this was back in the days when you know, any kind of disclosure of doing anything like that was, it was always a trap. Yeah, it was a career. Um, 
Now, this is a man who uh, I'm not going to comment a lot about. What I will say is I have met him, I have seen him speak, and he is... All the things that people say about him are true. He has the ability to... Um, make you feel make like you you're feel the only like you're the only yeah. person in the room. He is, uh, yeah, 100% that. He's an excellent speaker. Um, I'm not going to go into any allegations that have been made against him or anything like that. But the reason we're talking about this is because it was uh, saying that he may have held a joint or had smoked marijuana but yeah. did not it inhale. Went in his mouth, but he didn't inhale. It's very obviously a lie. Okay. And it's also more importantly, it's a it's a minimization yeah, yeah, yeah. of something. Now what uh what Big Pred has said again and again is that he broke up with Liz eight times over text. Like it came up so many times. Like literally the time like it was retconned Beyond all yeah. recognition. It's like <laughs> uh, HBO needed to, to watch this episode and go, oh, we could go back and redo those last few seasons of Game of Thrones after all. It turns out, like, everyone really hated something, so we'll just pretend it was something completely different. Like, it was amazing the level of retconning. He didn't break up with her eight times via text. He left her incredibly violent and abusive uh, voicemail messages that got into the public domain. No, she recorded the calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. those were live oh, phone they were calls. calls. It they were messages. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've all heard them, right? And they were truly chilling. Yeah, gigantic, huge trigger warning, you guys. I, I probably should have said that a little, little ways back, but maybe we'll do. We'll go back to the top of the episode and put a trigger warning on it um, just to, just, you know, so everybody can enjoy. We'll do that, we'll do it. But yeah, this idea that, also they didn't make it at all clear. Like, (laughs) did the first seven texts, like, bounce? I don't understand. Did he get a notification going, undelivered tap to send again? No, I think... Or does he mean he dumped her by text... They got back together. He did it again. Did it happen sequentially eight times? Yeah. And yes, I think that's what he was referring to. And I am, I'm absolutely stunned that this man had any lasting friendships in his life when he's such a blindingly horrible. But he doesn't now, does he? Narcissistic monster. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing. It, it people can hide in plain sight, right? And when we all first met Ed, we were all broadly on his side, right? We thought, oh, this is a nice man. Good luck to him. And then he gave Rose a toothbrush, and we were like, oh, you're a bastard. Um, but like, you broadly want to be on his side, and 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 he's one of those people who is probably good enough to his friends. He's very social. He's always available, you know, and he- and. But then they all saw him on TV, right, I think. And they were like, wow. It turns out it's 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 the serial killer uh, neighbor uh, phenomenon where it's like, I never would have thought it would have been him. The mask slipped. Yeah. And so all of these people are, are just like, I think they all try to have conversations with him. Like, Ed... It turns out you've got some issues, power, and you need to work on yourself. Oh, but he went to therapy for six months. Yeah, well, which is more than Darcy did. Uh, 
sorry, one of my all-time favourite um, Darcy yes. and Stacey moments where Darcy goes for one therapy session and goes, I'm cured. Well, she didn't say that, but she was sort of like, okay, I've done therapy yeah, I've now. I've done that now. I'm completely together. Um, this is not... This is not your garden variety narcissist either, no. and I don't want to. What I do want to say is, please, please, do not buy any sort of victim narrative coming from Liz because no, she is every bit as awful, manipulative, nasty, self-obsessed clout hungry as he is well she might get the out damn spot award for lady macbethery frankly and look i know that's a misogynist trope isn't it to call women you know lady macbeth but her string pulling from behind the scenes you can see it in her eyes right it's sinister it's not even she's not even good at covering it up Mm. she is a disgusting person i don't know what happened to her in the past that would put her in this kind of position, but please don't give her your sympathy. Don't even give her a second thought. If you, if you feel sorry for anyone in this situation, feel sorry for Liz's daughter. Oh yeah. Who is being now being raised by these two selfish, disgusting sea monsters (laughs) who have like, crawled out of the depths i can't look at them without seeing that like what who's that like sentient booger in the cold (laughs) medicine commercials does he have a name i thought he had a name from the mucinex commercials not um you guys know what i'm talking about it's it's this is this is such bad behavior and again i feel like I don't want to turn every episode into a public service announcement, but I please want, please, 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 if you're in a relationship with someone and your main dynamic is being made to feel ashamed, um, if you're being isolated from the people that you care about because they don't, quote unquote, support your relationship or they're, they're, quote unquote, toxic to your relationship... Please get some, just get one person's outside opinion, third-party opinion on this. Please, 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 I beg you, please. The person to feel most sorry for here is Ed's mum, who has clearly been thrown out of the house. Oh, she doesn't live with us anymore. Mm. Like, even Colt didn't do that to Debbie. No, and I I just want to ask... Remember, everyone, how much you hated Colt. Back before, I personally think Colt's a little bit reformed. I've got time for Colt, but we'll get to that in the future, perhaps. But you remember how vile Colt was. Even he didn't throw Debbie out on the street, right? Ed, not a second's thought. Ed's thrown his mother under the bus. He's thrown his daughter under the bus. I suspect he threw his dog under the bus. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put I it wouldn't past, put it past him. Evoking the memory of poor Teddy and replacing Teddy. I have no words. Ed. Can we not talk about that? Because that that is genuinely a huge trigger for me. But I I don't disagree with you, and I, I I'm not trying to cut you off. I just no, no. I can't think about that. That's going to really upset me. But bravo to Ed. Every every season he comes back. And every single time it's like, this time you'll all get to see the really nice side of me, right? Because honestly, I'm a good guy at heart and he does it every time. We're honestly, we're expected to watch this and go, you know what? Maybe he's been misunderstood or maybe he's changed. Nope. Still a big old 
bucket of shit. Correct. Um, and he gets worse and worse the more fame and acclaim he gets. So stop ordering cameos from this absolute oxygen thief, okay? Well, then he'll start doing OnlyFans. He probably already is. Yeah. Um, All right, enough of it. We've got one more. We've got one more award. Uh, again, we're going we're going back to kind of high culture English majors. Uh, we'll get this. Yeah, it's the pathetic fallacy. This is known as it's, right. It's um, when like in um, like literature or films, the environment matches the inner monologue of a character. So this is the Wuthering Heights Award for pathetic fallacy, or the. Bronte Award for Environmental Exposition. However you want to phrase it. However you want to phrase it. This was one of the lighter moments, actually, <laughs> because if you um, if you noticed, uh, Bilal and Shida are in a cafe or a restaurant, and there's a bunch of crates, like the kind that you would put dirty dishes in when you're bussing a table. Yeah. Uh, and they all say brute. Yeah, they're on stacked them. up behind Bilal. <laughs> He's sitting there with his smug face on, being, I'm so calm and zen, and why can't everyone else be as reasonable as me? And behind him is the word brute, 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 yeah. going down to the ground. It's wonderful. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy the rest of that scene. Although, ironically, uh, he was not the brute in that scene. I don't think anyone was a brute in that scene. I just, I am, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but you guys, I don't think Shida is a good person. No, I think she's pretty awful. Sorry, I gave her all the time in the world. I really did, and I liked her, and I gave her the benefit of the doubt all the way through Original Recipe, and you all, look, as she said, she was known in her community in Trinidad. She had a high profile. She had a business that she built herself brick by brick, she did not marry this man for money or fame or anything else. She married him because she wanted to marry him. And this is her choice. And for her to... But more than that, she saw who he was and still chose him. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. And also, it's look, it's not uncommon that for triangulation to happen in... Uh, new marriages where there is an ex in the picture mm -hmm. right so that so the ex-wife is going to attract a lot of heat in the same way like with Sean and Sarah and Kelly in Love After Lockup the the ex can often be the scapegoat and i think that's a little bit happening here because look i'm not saying Shahida is any kind of um, no, but why wonderful should she, princess. But like Kelly, why should she be? Why should she be? Right? You know, like... She doesn't have to be, like, deferential. And this idea, you came into my house and disrespect me. Anyone that uses the word disrespect is a dickhead. 
Fair? I use that word. Ugh. You can, here's the thing. You can tell the truth wherever you are, right? You can say whatever you want wherever you are. Just because you're in someone's house doesn't mean that you have to kiss their ass, right? And what she was expecting was deference, and it was really unpleasant. I don't think that uh, Shahida, is it? Shahida's the ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that, that Shahida said anything wrong in that kitchen. Anything wrong at all. This is where you and I disagree. I don't think that... She wasn't... Okay, no. She was a bit of an ass, but she wasn't aggressive and full of rage. No, I didn't get the aggression. I didn't get the the rage personally. But I also believe that it was not her place to have that conversation on non-neutral territory. I think if she wanted to discuss that with... Shida, which I am not personally very comfortable with, you know, I, your ex-wife, well, we had a, we had kind of a different dynamic. I, I, I think she was asking quite reasonably, right? Uh, this man has children with me and I need to make sure that like their interests are are protected, right? Yeah. And I don't really... Not an unreasonable conversation to have. And to get so bristly about it and be like, this bitch is trying to undermine me was just completely out of proportion. No, but have that conversation on neutral ground. Go to the coffee shop that is mysteriously open till 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) That coffee shop looked like a real dump, didn't it? I didn't really understand. Um, So that's... That's all dem. Um... What we are missing, of course, I just realized, is Jenny and Sumit. We don't have an award. We don't have any awards for them at this point. Um, I will say... The award for that (laughs) (laughs) goes to... um, I think it was another chicken in the background. So we should doff our caps, as we so frequently do, to to reality gaze. Because I find it very, very hard... Um, and I was, dr- again, a bit like, that. there's a few characters in, in Happily Ever After that I'm scared of doing, right? Because I can't say Andre the way I'm supposed to say it. And I can't think of Jenny without the chicken thing. It, right. It's so... It's impossible not to. It's so You can't perfect. unsee it. How can I talk about Jenny without going, because... I'm, and no, I'm saying it because I wouldn't dream <laughs> to step on those gilded toes. But when... The the boys, Matty and Poodle, they said that it was a dog in the background, the house in one scene. Me and Michelle are convinced it was a big chicken, right? That was a yeah. chicken noise. Yep. She, she bacored so loud, she woke all the neighborhood chickens. She roused the fury of her army. <laughs> it was a little bit like Army of Darkness, but instead of like skeletons coming up, it was like all the chickens... Yeah, or made their way over. Which fictional kind of superhero character or whatever am I thinking of who can like command all the animals to come and join in the battle through like psychic animal waves? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I am never going to be. I mean, it might even be like a Thundercats thing. A superhero like resource. Yeah, but it was like the 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 carry like emotion that she was experiencing sent out psychic waves to all the chickens in India, and as one, <laughs> they all went. <laughs> Did you want to talk about the clock on the bed? Yeah, I very very much did. Um, <laughs> when she 
storms off and goes into the bedroom and shuts, doesn't quite shut the camera crew out because she knows what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> she leaves she it, sure She does. leaves that drawer a little ajar. Come see my rage. Um, she goes in and, and Flavor Flav from Public Enemy, she's obviously been fucking him. <laughs> That's what the real problem in their relationship is. He's in the wardrobe, but he's accidentally left his clock on the bed. And it was weird as hell. A wall clock on... I don't know, submit side of the bed? Okay, here's what I think. And this is a pretty mundane explanation. Well, they changed the battery and just hadn't hung it back up. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a weird thing to have on the bed. It was a weird thing to have on the bed. I was scared she was going to throw it. I mean, she's presumably not timing her cycle for ovulation (laughs) convenience. Oh, Robin. (laughs) Good grief. All right, should we... Well, um, I'm, I'm referring to Mama Smith's main complaint here, that she is too old to... Um, while we are on that scene, uh, super quickly, uh, Jenny's rage was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. But I think we're broadly submitting this one, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, look... Like, that was the moment, like, he had gone to such extreme lengths for 10 years to avoid this absolute terror happening and bullshit that he'd done that but she knows full well how this is the defining thing in his life the great fear and the moment he actually does like muster up the balls to say to his mother well we are married is actually a victory right and the consequences of that i think deserved a little sympathy i think that when you agree to show up in support of someone, you can have feelings and emotions about it, but you do have to understand that your principal role in that interaction is to be supportive of the person who is there to kind of, you know, fight with their mom so they can marry you. you. Yeah. Yeah. That said... What Jenny was actually doing is she was preemptively getting upset that he was going to betray her again. Yeah. He hadn't done that. He went outside. And actually, he it was interesting. He said, it was my duty in that moment to comfort her. But actually, that isn't... Uh, bad words from Smith, bad choice of words, because he, he didn't go outside to comfort her. He went out to talk around and say, will you ever, you know... What are my chances here that you're going to change your mind? He didn't go out and comfort her. He he got a hug because he needed a hug. I mean, she didn't hug him back. But I don't think he did comfort her. He, he, I think he was still trying to make it right, you know? But in Jenny's mind, he was running after his mum and abandoning her, so. Yeah. Um, I just, I think Jenny has a lot of pent-up aggression that comes, at, or pent-up anger, I should say, that comes out in very aggressive ways. And he's a lot smaller than her, and I think she maybe doesn't know her own strength. Uh, So I worry about that for both of them, because I think she could throw him out the window and she could break a hip as a result. You know, we don't know. We don't know if she's up to date on her Boniva or, you know, anything like that. Maybe she's more of a goose or a swan than a chicken in that sense. Like one blow can kill a man. Possible. Right. Shall we move on to life after lockup? Oh, we're going to do that on, on, on our day blight. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. I think so. 
This time we brought cocktails. Yes, we did. We have absolutely gorgeous pre-made margaritas. And because uh, tequila comes from the agave plant, it's technically a smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) It's health food, right? Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, Not that you have a daughter, but if she did and she was launching her own line of tequila... Um, what kind of people would you have around to celebrate the launch of that tequila? Are you referring to the most recent episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that you gamely you, watched the last 10 minutes of? Do you love me even more because I dropped that reference? I do. Gosh, you know, I don't even remember the name of that tequila. That's what's so sad. She I has hawked it. I believe it was something really lame like Casa del Sol. Oh, God, Like really? something really basic, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when a Hilton marries a Rothschild, do they really need their own tequila? Well... Like, do they really need to shill? I question whether it is their own tequila. Uh, it's their own label. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Uh, like... yeah. You have to hand it to Kathy, though. She's out there shilling in her isotoners that she wore to the airport. She really is. She's toiling. You guys, I actually, um, (laughs) I'm sure by the time I say this, something absolutely awful will have come out about Kathy Hilton, but she (laughs) is my favorite uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member. Um, Of course, I love Garcelle. And Sutton, as well, um, I am firmly opposed to the Fox Force 5, and that makes me very sad, because Dorit, of course, and her husband are both Jewish and British, and that makes me feel like we should love them, and they should be, uh, you know, friends of ours. Is Dorit a tortilla chip heiress? No, that's Dorit's an Israeli name, okay? Okay. It's like Little Dorit. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before. There you go. What if that? What if it's actually pronounced Little, Little Dorit? Dorit. <laughs> Who knows? Um, anyway, um, we got onto all of this because we're drinking astonishing margaritas. You can probably track down what part of London we live in, actually, because this is uh, local to us. Um, and we're not sponsored, uh, so I won't name them. But, man, they're cocktails, right? They're Oof. really good. I also feel slightly guilty because one of my best friends in all the world um, sells his own pre-made cocktails, and he's doing really well. Uh, and I he, should he's probably not a sponsor mention, either, so. yeah, he's, that's true. He's not a sponsor. He's in Los Angeles, and <laughs> yeah, and his girlfriend is um, a TikTok bajillionaire, probably by this point. So. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Anyway. all of that is to say, sorry if we are slurbid, Um, it's our date blight, we'll do what we like. It's our date blight, and it's our weekend without Alfie, so we don't have to behave ourselves. We're going off to the Philippines. We don't have to get up in the morning. (laughs) We, yeah, this is the benefit to having um, 50-50 joint custody 
is we occasionally get times to ourselves and we do just fully act like teenagers. We do a lot of podcasts. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're spending this weekend. Um, right, we're doing uh, Lilu, right? Yes, so yeah. who would you like to start with? I don't know. I haven't got any notes in front of me. This is my date blight. I am working. We'll start with Brittany and Marcelino, but before we do, I just want to to insert caveat here, which is that I do not like most of the people on this show. Um. I know that they're real people. I know that they have feelings and behaviors and histories outside of the show, some of which is, you know, I'm sure entirely appalling. But as they are represented to me on the TV show that I watch, I really don't like them. I listen to podcasts all the time where people talk about how much they love Brittany and Marcelino and how much they love Amber. And I don't, okay? So you might not want us to cover this in the future because I usually spend most of the time that uh, this program is on in our house screaming at the television. Yeah, I kind of mainly, I don't know that, that I dislike everyone, um, I that, but it's pantomime for me, right? So I love to hate. And what I mainly enjoy is um, people who should know better punching each other. You just don't get enough of that on no that i really i actually really enjoyed that um because i wanted to i have wanted amanda to um not it's not that i've wanted her to be punched in the face but i've wanted it pointed out that amanda has never had britney's best interests at heart that she has inserted herself between Brittany and Marcelino even before she was invited. I mean, they've inserted themselves into her. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea to have a threesome with a friend. Except Jake Anthony. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Matt. Matt's a good looking man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that... Uh, that, that uh, I'm, I'm, it was shitty of Brittany to ask her to do that, right? But it was also shitty of her to agree, right? Because you are fucking up a relationship if you do that as a known acquaintance. Right. A stranger, fine. Right. But you didn't, you didn't see how in the beginning, Brittany and Amanda were as far as Amanda was concerned still in a relationship. No, I never saw the Amber Yeah, and so anyway, we w- yeah. we won't bring that up. No, because um, I only came into Lalu Lilu land. Um could you imagine Lilu land with Ryan Gosling? He's just come out of prison. No. Um I only came into it once she was out. So, yeah. Right. Um listen, <sighs> These people, I'm just calling it, and you can have this argument with me if you want. I'm not particularly interested in it. These, this couple had children too soon. They had children before they got to know each other. They had a lot of children before they got to know each other. And um, But what you are forgetting is that once you're on the cast of this show, they start giving you incredible fertility treatment so that a man only has to look at a woman she gets pregnant. Oh, God. It is outrageous, the pregnancy rate 
in the uh, La Lulidiverse? Mm, that is a tough and very sore subject. Very tough, very sore subject because I it, I'm one of those people who has a lot of people in my life who have had fertility issues. Um, and if they haven't had fertility issues, uh, they don't have, they have a lack of common sense. They have common sense issues and just keep firing out kids like, uh, they're running some kind of, um, you know, end of end times commune and they need quick workers. We gotta repopulate the world. Yeah, exactly. So this is. And you can guess which category these people fall into. But, like, this show is incredible. How many pregnancies have we got concurrently? Too many. Too <laughs> many. So, listen, it takes two people to keep a marriage on track. It takes two people to ruin a marriage. I believe both of them. I believe that Brittany feels um, unappreciated, unloved, not sexy, shut out, all of those things. I believe... Marcelino feels unappreciated, unloved, uh, and overburdened. Yeah, but all he's of those an arsehole, and she's an arsehole, and good luck to them. They deserve each other. Shame there are kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Neither one of them. Honestly, they're both like playing to the gallery like you're supposed to feel sorry for them both. Nah. Yeah, I'm not having it, you guys. I'm sorry. And... If you're going to come, if your criticism of me is going to be that I either haven't had any difficulties in my life, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> if your criticism of me is going to be you don't know anybody who's gone through this or had family members who have gone through this, you're also wrong. No. So um, I don't know why I'm getting so defensive. Very I think defensive. it's I think it's because um, I know that that this show has a very dedicated fan bo- fan base, all of whom have very strong feelings. And I guess I'm trying. Nah, that's all right. To, I'm trying to alienate them before they alienate me. We're doing this for the bays. We're we doing it. Yeah, you're right. You you're guys right. get, you know where we're coming from. I need from, to don't cool you? it. I yeah, need to cool yeah, it. Yeah, so, um, Chaz and Branwen. Oh boy. Now, um, there are things that are happening. <laughs> Uh, in this show, and there's a reason we can't have regular categories for this, not yet at least, because uh, this show is full of surprises. Now, um, Branwyn and Chaz have been intimate. I thought it was ironic that they no, were... No, that's not technically true. Um, the other personality that Bramwin goes into when she's too traumatized and she becomes a completely different person has had sex with Chaz. You mean the dissociated Bramwin? Yeah. 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 Which I is think... a bleak subject for conversation, but when Bramwin had sex with Chaz, that wasn't really Bramwin. No. Um <sighs> This is such a sad situation. You almost... I'm, I don't want to joke about Branwyn because I think that emotionally she is very young uh, and extremely traumatized and her she is surrounded by people who make terrible decisions and encourage her to make terrible decisions. 
But also society makes terrible decisions. So when society tells you that you need to settle down with a boring middle-aged middle-class white man because that's the only way to be happy that's when women like Bramwin end up with people like Chaz thinking that that's what's going to give them like the white picket fence happiness thing right and and she's clearly not that person but that's what society does to you right so she's torn between the I want to live this life and I want to live that life but the honest truth of it she doesn't want that life with Chaz in any way, but people tell her that she should want it. Yeah, and she also wants, she doesn't want to disappoint anyone ever because that's an unbearable Particularly her feeling daughter, for her. Right? And, yeah. And, and like having fucked up so much in her life, she wants to set a good example for her daughter. But actually what she's doing is like she's recreating the loop where her daughter will feel that whatever choices she makes in life won't be good enough unless she ends up with a middle-class, middle-aged white guy. It's extremely sad. It's sad all around. It did make me laugh, though. Um, first of all, that she is always dressed like a dolphin trainer mm-hmm. from an aquarium. But I could see him. <laughs> I could see him begging for a fish, right? Popping his head over the surface of the water going... Well, he begs for everything else. I don't see why that should be any different. Um, The misery on her face is so palpable. And I have never seen anyone in my life so incapable of reading another person's social signals. You know what I've never seen in my life? What? Someone so desperate to do their homework. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if Alfie was like, I've got to get up at seven and get to school and then I have to do my homework. And he he is fixated on that. Could you imagine? He's actually all right about doing his homework, but certainly not an adult has ever been this (laughs) dedicated to doing her homework but i think what she's referring to you know is that she she isn't particularly minded to be suffocated by this man who makes her skin crawl just watch you while you do that yeah it's none of us want to be in that situation um i would rather have the lead singer of what they called I keep wanting to say Guilty Remnant, but it isn't. <laughs> no. Untold Relic. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Like Spike or something. He also has a pretty lame name, doesn't he? But I'd rather have his weirdy sub Marilyn Manson contact lenses glaring at me while I do my Spanish homework than Chaz. Yeah, it's not a good situation. I, I don't have any respect for Chaz because I don't understand how you can have been married five times and and not kind of understand when a woman doesn't want you yeah like he's been told five times that no one wants him um he went from um to very quickly didn't yeah he he sure did that didn't surprise me right off yeah Yeah, there's a nasty side of course there is of course there is um i don't know how many of you are following all the shows that we're doing but um we are doing married at first sight uk and there is a couple on married at first sight uk called whitney and duca and her allegation about him is that he is very different off camera Right. I suspect Chaz is really different off camera. 
And like the simp thing is a role that he's playing. I, it's so horrible. Um, I also think that whatever cocktail of what I believe are probably prescribed drugs to help her deal with the withdrawal of whatever she was on either in or outside of prison. Um, she needs to adjust that because she is barely awake. She's a lot like that guy in the last iteration of this, I think love during lockup whose eyes were closed 100% of the time the in his who, ITM. The one who'd been with that girl for like 70 years or yes. something while he was in prison. Yeah. 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 It was a long time. <laughs> um, thoughts and prayers for Branwen. I yeah. just, I feel like she never had a chance. She needs them. I like, I don't want to get too bleak about this, but yeah, yeah. it's not good. No. Um, a little on the lighter side. Uh, so Deontay takes his mom to a <laughs> furniture store so that she won't scream at him in public. And boy, did he underestimate her. This was beyond stopping the bus. I was really hoping at that, that furniture store. What's, what's that advert that we like to watch? Flea Market, Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just like. A, a mini-mall. Mini a mini-mall. Because <laughs> that's what that place looked like. It looked like his place, didn't it? It really, totally did. I could see, De- if you're not familiar with this, what what do they need to YouTube? I think it's Flea Market. I think it's Flea Market Montgomery. Okay, watch it, people. Do it's, the extended one. It's like 20 minutes It's long. like 20 minutes of this guy <laughs> doing a song and dance to, to promote his uh, furniture store. It's sublime. Um, I think Deontay would be pretty good at that. If I he think, needs to supplement his income and get his credit off. Uh, yeah, please just get him. I I mean, look, I have not peeped his OnlyFans, but from what I've heard, I don't want to hear any more based on what I've already heard. From what I've heard, it doesn't fit on the screen. Um, leaving that where it belongs, uh, Deontay's mom hits him with a pillow and says a line that I just think is certainly a hall of famer which is Lindsay don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of it's beautiful <sighs> the thing about Lindsay is she wouldn't need to throw it out of her, her window or certainly she wouldn't need to be able to able to open the window she would throw the piss pot through the glass window Lindsay would have a chambermaid before she even had a chamber pot. Lindsay, if she didn't have a pot to piss in, would carve a gouge out of a desk and piss in that. She'd get someone else to do it for her. <laughs> Lindsay would take Nicole Jr. <laughs> God, R.I.P. Nicole Jr. And would piss in Nicole Jr. to spite Deontay. She would she would rouse her from her watery grave. <laughs> <laughs> Dry her out and get her wet all over again. But yeah, listen, uh, Deontay's not good at long distance relationships. He has needs that are well established, and one of them is to be constantly dirty talking to his woman. Yeah, he also has a very generous cell phone plan with lots of bundled minutes. <sighs> I think that. Now, look, I think a lot of this is possibly um, 
exaggerated for conflict. Never. But what isn't exaggerated for conflict is Lindsay is a terrible communicator. She always has been. Um, she will not say to him, even though she says that she did, I, I would, I am willing to put money on her not having communicated with him in any way, shape or form that she wasn't going to be available for a period of time. Well, it's a, it's a mixture of two things. You're right. She probably didn't say, I'm going to go prom dress shopping with Miley Grace, right? Yeah. But also Deontay's not very good at hearing communication. Like, I definitely don't want to have sex with you or I'm actually a lesbian or that's right. I'm just here to take all your money. He doesn't hear these fairly clear or messages. Stop the bus. Um, I also want, I'm very curious because he's got a plan to buy a house in Missouri. Well, hang on a second. I know where you're going, but remember the... Uh, the I'm sorry, this is Mississippi. I am so sorry. That's fine. Um, the the lock up averse, right? Credit is in abundance in the lock up averse. Anyone can get a loan for any amount. I guess. Even if they've got... Even if their FICO score is like... In Neptune's kingdom, yeah, sure. somewhere you need in to- Davy Jones's locker with Nicole Junior. <laughs> <laughs> On fire! You need a two hundred thousand dollar loan, not a problem. Doesn't matter what your credit Ooh. score is. Yeah, should we get to that tater and? Yeah, we got uh, anything else to say about Deontay and Lindsay? Only that Lindsay's clearly not attracted to what's his name, Brad Pistachio. What's his name? Blaine. Blaine. <laughs> I love Blaine. Do you? Yeah. He's a I, bit of a cutie. He, he's like um, the slightly older, hunky kind of guy in a teen sitcom, like Saved by the Bell, like the jock. He'd be one of those that's clearly 10 years too old for that role, right? But he's got that youthful kind of charm. Do you think? That's not how I would read him at all. Um, I like the way that he talks like an old-timey person and says things like take heed you know it's almost like he's yeah. a like he's a tramp or a railroad person i mean he is you both, know like both of those things although he's a successful businessman handing out jobs left right and center i just want the best for him do you think that Lindsay could be look Lindsay can't be happy with anyone right until Dolly the sheep steps up, comes back from the grave, makes that cloning thing available to everyone so Lindsay can marry herself. Lindsay can't be with anyone. I don't think that's fair. I just think that, I think Lindsay has one of the most advanced survival instincts ever developed. I think her fight or flight is so highly attuned that the only thing on her mind is survival. And there's not a lot of room outside of that yeah there to, really isn't to the abandonment of anything and anyone else yeah, including exactly. her like mother and, and child right but make no mistake we should go on the record as saying we are big Lindsay stands oh right? we love her i want to see Lindsay on every single tv show i watch every single one she would be incredible on house of the dragon right she would be masterful. She'd be brilliant on Drag Race. Lindsay can do anything. I can't think of a show on TV that wouldn't be made better by Lindsay. The I news. totally she agree with you. She can read the damn news. Imagine, imagine 
on Succession, um, oh. hashtag no spoilers. You're just going to give the company to me, right? <laughs> That's the end of the show. <laughs> oh, man. What show? Kendall, it was in a book. <laughs> yeah. Um, she could be every single player on a sports team. She could just everything. I want the world full of Lindsay and no one else. I want the world for Lindsay. Yeah. And I want it now. Yeah. You know that, um, what's her name? Is it Maya Rudolph? Have I got that wrong? Am I an idiot? I am an idiot with names. We've established yeah. this. Yeah. The, um, what's the sitcom on? Loot. Yeah, on Apple, right? Yeah. I want that for Lindsay. I want her to suddenly have billions. I want, here's an 80s deep cut reference, Bruce's Millions. You ever see Bruce's Millions with Richard Pryor? I know I should have, but oh, I have it's not. it's a classic. It's a great film. It's one of my all-time favorites. I want that for Lindsay. Like, if Lindsay had to spend, like, $10 million, like, in two days or whatever the plot of Bruce's millions is. Um, otherwise, if she doesn't spend the whole amount, she loses it. I know she will nail that shit and she will inherit the company. William Brewster was one of the original founders of the, um, of the Plymouth colony. He was one of the original passengers on the Mayflower. But hang on, this isn't the movie Bruce's millions. This is just a guy called Brewster, right? Yeah, but, you know. Tell me about William Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, because this happens on Dayblight. Um, Sometimes we educate the other person. I think this is very exciting, personally. I'm really into genealogy, y'all. That's how I know that um, one of my ancestors died in a hog fire. Um <laughs> So, so Southern, right? Yes, absolutely. This is from um, the uh, Tennessee side of my family. Yep. I'm just saying, not there's not one podcast that has the Southern Stories and Sad uh, <laughs> monopoly. That's right. No. Um, okay, so William Brewster was the only university-educated member of the colony. Um. And he was the religious leader until some other guy named Ralph showed up. Um, he was described as tender-hearted and compassionate of such as were in misery, but especially of such as had been of good estate and rank and fallen unto want and poverty. Um, I don't really know what that means. But he, his daughters, okay, his daughters were named Fear Brewster, F-E-A-R Brewster, wow. I want Patience that. Brewster, and one of his descendants is Paget Brewster, who is an actress. Like, was that the Paget from Below Deck, Sailing Yacht? I can't imagine, but maybe it's the same... I didn't know. And now you've said that, I'm like, Paget's actually a name? Yeah, Paget's a name. I didn't know Paget was a name. I thought it was just like an unfortunate spelling error. No, we mm. have, if if we have more children, God help us. They're you know, all going to be called fear. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to go all the way back. There's going <laughs> to be fear, tree. typhoid, 
rage. Stop that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our our Lindsay blast uh, for the week. We adore her, honestly. More Lindsay. That's our Lindsay blast. Um, Chance and Taylor. Yeah, let's do them. Okay, so Chance <laughs> has developed a bit of a spending habit, right? Yeah. Um, he is on. But he's he's flush. <laughs> as of the as of the filming of this episode. That's very distracting. Mm. Very distracting. Is there anything else you need? I was just trying to provide an audio bed for you. Okay. It's very distracting. Okay. Um, Chance is on his sixth credit card. Yeah. So some of this is sensible. It's absolutely true. If you can be seen to get a credit card and that you pay things off, your credit score will go up. He thinks it's literally as simple as buy one thing, pay it off, then get a new card. And he's like, that's another 50 bucks. That is not how credit works. It really isn't how credit works. That's Having right. Having said that. Oh, boy. Where did that fucking loan come from? I have no idea where that loan came from. I imagine it came from the same place that all of these um, several thousand dollar side jobs came from you guys i have two degrees and none of my side jobs bring in thousands of dollars <laughs> no, no. and and most importantly i don't have a criminal record i find myself doing it quite a lot on this show i um it's the opposite 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 of a spirit d'escalier right i have the line that i desperately want the person on tv to say which is when he starts talking, I just need a few side jobs and then I'll have like 20 grand in the bank. I'm like, I just want to say, you probably need a job job before you get a side job. And she didn't. She just went, oh yeah, that makes financial sense. Like the guy is not in regular, that you can't have a side job when you don't have a job. Yeah, That's like, you can't have an affair if you're single, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys... I have never liked him. Um, trigger warning, trigger warning. Fast forward about a minute. Uh, I think that Chaz might have some unique proclivities that I'm not going to mention. Chance? Chance? Sorry, Chance. Well, Chaz, obviously. <laughs> um, I think uh, I am worried for Taylor's daughters, and that's all I'm going to say about that. It's, a, it's an energy I get. Um, you can go back to listening now and hopefully not be triggered, uh, until the next trigger warning. Yeah. Right. Um, listen, I'm just saying anyone that thinks that you can put human beings in storage containers has a dungeon somewhere where people are kept against. I don't even think it's that deep. I just think this man is a dangerous person. I don't think that he has any intention of staying on the straight and narrow. I think he found uh, his his perfect mark, a vulnerable, uh, widowed single mother with a with sel- several albatrosses around her neck, including uh, a sister who is in the throes of addiction. Her sole asset is this house. I imagine, that that 
is what he's using. That's what he's using as leverage for these. I wonder these. if that is like an endgame scam. So what was that terrible show that we watched on BritBox about the house being sold against the wife's... Oh, no one needs to know about that. <laughs> but you almost wonder if it is genuinely like he's he's like this is a, a an incredible scam. So he's got the new house by leveraging the old house somehow and faking her signature or, or, or whatever. Or maybe he didn't even fake it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the money for the old house goes into some random account and then miraculously they don't buy the new house at all, right? And he right. just swans off with the money right. from that house. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, you have to wonder where the... I, on the credit thing, I don't believe this for a second. I do not believe that someone who has just come out of jail has enough credit to get a truck and rims and not a mortgage, a loan for... I don't believe it. I do not believe it. I'm not saying that he's out there committing crimes. I'm just saying I don't believe it. Right. And we should say also that we don't... We don't read all the gossip. We don't. We try not to get spoiled on these shows. We try to, you know, critique them and and watch them uh, within the confines of what we're being presented with. So, if he's answered this question to anyone's satisfaction, I'm open to to hearing what yeah. his plan is exactly, or at least I was until he ordered a crab rangoon pizza. Yeah, those things do not go together. That is horrific. The modern Vogue for like an Italian would turn in that beautifully appointed grave. The the modern Vogue for putting any food you quite like to eat on a pizza has got to stop right now. You would look so hot in a Pope outfit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Would I look better or worse than Jude Law? Oh, much better. Thanks. Everyone. I'll, I'll take it. I'm taking up a collection to get some vestments for Robin. <laughs> Have you all seen The Young Pope, by the way? Oh. What a show. What a beautiful oh, program. What a goddamn show. Okay, we won't go down that that rabbit rabbit hole. Um there are also two words Look, I I'm just going to say it. Bubbly Moscato. Oh, right? What was the brand? Hmm. There was a particular brand here in the UK. It's like a fizzy drink. You might, uh, not Lambrusco, might be Lambrusco, a, a, a certain Lambrusco, which was like the cheap shit that teenagers drank because it's all they could afford. But that sounds like, it's like we're in baby sham territory. That means nothing to America. You guys, please Google the baby sham ad- advert. We'll put it on our Facebook. Yeah, if, if you like, if you would like to see literally the gayest thing <laughs> <laughs> that has ever been created in the history of mankind, the baby sham brand, right? I love the baby sham brand. I love it, my baby sham champagne glass that you gave me yeah i love the ads baby sham is incredible uh, it's incredible it's phenomenal but bubbly is, moscato is not it is uniquely british um the when it came to their ordering in that restaurant and by the way that restaurant what the hell is it with these shows and these kind of buckety like we're on our date blight we ain't there 
I wouldn't take you there on a date like Robin, I think something that you will, when we inevitably move to America, yeah. something that you will have to become acquainted with are strip malls. And they, the family diner. I they guess. are a reality. Having said that, my favorite restaurant in America is in a strip mall. We're not going to talk about Vegas right now. Rosemary's in Vegas, people. It's in a strip mall. Um um, 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 um. Yeah, while we're talking about that restaurant, I was surprised to see Taylor ordering the sweet corn nuggets. Why is that? Well, the last time either of them ordered sweet corn nuggets, she ended up in the ER. Robin! <laughs> that is foul. <laughs> if any of you are still listening after that, uh, let's talk about Sean and Sarah. Um... Right, I'm going to start this off with what I teased before. What the fuck has happened to Sean's semi-opaque, not really there moustache? Sean shaved half of his moustache <laughs> and left the other side. I don't know if it's because there was nobody with him or I don't... You guys... <laughs> He's so much of a moron, he can't even shave. Look, don't get me wrong. This happens with beard trimmers, right? And, and that massage is such a level that it's 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 groomed, right? It's kept to us. <laughs> would you believe anything about Sean? But it's kept on that level. And the, the beard trimmer I have at the moment has got a really sensitive, touchy little kind of flywheel. And if I'm not careful, I start shaving and it's the wrong grade. I did it, do you remember, a few weeks ago? Yeah, but why would you Why would you do half and half? But you wouldn't go, oh, I'll just do the left side on a one and then go back to the four for the rest of it, right? You 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 take it all to the same lowest point, right? That's what you do when yeah, that happens. Yeah, that was... He looked like someone that was like, good, Sean, bad, Sean. I'm doing a rotation kind of thing. Good, Sean, bad, Sean. Fucking idiot, Sean. Uh, Even more stupid, it's Sean. It's all bad, Sean. I... <laughs> I have never, the only context in which I have enjoyed Sean is when Destiny is ripping him off. I was pissed off. Um, I'm going to say it. Fuck you, producers. They've been training that Destiny's coming to the wedding thing for weeks. And look, I understand the language of these things. But you can do it once or twice. But honestly, it's been in like, Tease next week on for so many weeks. Is she going to be the one knocking at the hotel door? Is she going to get on the plane? Is she? I don't think you can do it that many times and then not give me the satisfaction I deserve. I agree. Um, there was a lot that I had to get past. Look, I think the way that Sean has handled the care and communication with his first six children is unforgivable. Are you saying he should be getting the Bill Clinton I didn't inhale award? Um, he no. has recontextualized all his like, but I never stopped thinking about you. I always cared. And you, it was your mother. I just, I had to leave because otherwise, otherwise I spontaneously start hitting you was kind of what he said. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Look, he's old enough and ugly enough as like, that's, that's a British expression. Okay. Don't come for me. He is old enough and ugly enough to have, 
had the opportunity to seek therapy, okay? And after Destiny, his first move should not have been to go back to the one that was on the back burner and try and build a life with her. What no, I don't when his kids were like really begging upset, him yeah, yeah, yeah. to come to, home. To do the same thing and look, Sarah is a different kettle of convict, but yeah, you don't do it again. Fuck's sake, idiot. Um I also think, look, you guys, I believe that everyone has a second deserves a second chance. I think that it's a terrible idea to make life-changing decisions less than a year out of prison, no matter who you've been talking to or for how long. I think the fact that Sarah got pregnant and is getting married to this man... But that was in the contract. <laughs> but by her own account, you know, the only the only good things that she had to say about him are... It, mm. He's basically the words to the effect of he's not he's not like my exes who hit me, yeah, or put their hands on me, or and were it not for the fact that this show is really a comedy show, and if you take it seriously, my God, it will rip you apart. That is just darker than darker than dark. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. I liked it when she said that she was excited to have the first look and you said, what is that? When you and I got married twice, basically, yeah, and uh, and we had a first look. Every time I look so, at you, it's the first look. Thanks. So I have a terrible dye job then? That's what. That's how I looked when you first saw me. Nice. You guys, it was so cute. I would. I drank like an entire bottle of cold medicine before I went to meet Robin because yeah, you were. I unwell. was so sick. <laughs> I was so unwell. I pray um, on the antelope at the back of the pack. He yeah, that. he knew. We had been talking for a couple of weeks, and I. Oh, I couldn't put it off any longer. I just had to get on in there. And then I... A slot came up in my schedule, my very busy schedule. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you've got to take those opportunities. You've got to take those. Anyway, we'll tell that story another time. Hey, you know what we didn't do? What? We didn't mention the uh, moment of the week, which almost makes me think we should make a trope out of this from now on and save the moment of the week. Uh, she knocked the A off Manda. <gasps> Oh my God! How did we not we didn't talk, talk about, about that, that? Did we? That I, was more than knocking the K out of Ertis. I guess I don't. I guess I don't like to uh, glorify physical violence. Oh, I do. Um, but Brittany hit Amanda. D- do you know what it is? I actually I felt that. Yeah. When when Amanda fell onto the. Pavement. So here's the thing with me. Horror movies don't do it for me anymore, right? You are, Michelle is adorable, right? You are, I don't, that sounds slightly patronizing. I don't mean it that way. But like, when you watch her, like, she still is capable of experiencing the things that jaded, fucky old me can no longer do, right? So we watch a horror movie and she will jump out of her seat, right? I mean, you do it most of the day anyway. Someone only has to enter the room and and you don't know about it and you're sort of on the ceiling. But horror movies don't do it for me. The only show on TV, the only media that does it for me is the uh, lock-up universe. 
still does it for me. It still <laughs> makes me go, whoa! Right? Because nothing else does that. Nothing shocks me. Right? There was a Jane's Addiction album called Nothing Shocking. And I related to that when, when, when I became aware of it as a teenager. I was like, yeah, nothing is shocking. Genuinely, nothing shocks me. But this show still has the capacity to make me go, oh my God! So, good news, you're not a sociopath. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... That was that was hard to watch for me. I didn't really like it. Uh, I loved it. I was bowled over by it, but I didn't really like it. Um, so, look, Sean and Sarah get married. She is, she is serving a Maleficent slash Ariel... Uh, the Little Mermaid, her makeup was extremely harsh and extremely dark. She had a blinding white wedding gown. And Kelly had come as um, Ellen DeGeneres' fish in uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, Kelly, well, Kelly had a very severe uh, look. I'm glad that that conversation happened the way it did. I like that she got called out on the funereal dress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you don't do that. No. No. Don't wear... Black or white. Black on black on black to a wedding, you guys. And I will say, Sarah actually is one of the few brides who can wear White. white. Yeah. But she ruined it with that makeup. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I hate that hair color on her. Also, I think when you're that ickle... I don't know that it's a great idea to have a dress that looks like it wants to go deeper into the soil than your body, right? Because you see her, and then you assume that, like, from the knees down, that's underground, right? Yeah. Yeah. Too too little to wear a dress that touches too the ground. Too small. Yeah. Too small. Yeah. And, and as... She looked like the Wicked Witch of the West, melting into the... Uh, into the Pavement. I want to say pavement. I'm aware that Americans don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you probably mean sidewalk. Yeah. Um, that's all right. The asphalt. People accept. Or as we say in this country, asphalt. Um, asphalt. Asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Arsfalt. laughs> um. Brittany and Ray, more of the same. Oh yeah, we haven't done them, have we? <sighs> You guys... The woman who will choose the wedding over anything else. She should be, like... Sometimes they get it right and sometimes they get it wrong. But I always think where they get it wrong is when they try and do other shows in this show. Because the fact that someone's been in prison is enough. You don't need to throw Bridezilla into this, right? You don't cross the streams, like they said in Ghostbusters, right? You don't need to do that. And her being that fixated on the wedding above anything else above like her father's stance is reasonable actually that the restitution that he owes is potentially a huge fucking problem right i and, thought it was her mother that said that wasn't it her mother that yeah, brought but up that, that is prenup? that's the re the dad goes oh i need to see more but the oh, real okay. reason yeah. the real reason is when i die I am fucked if this is going to pay off some crime that this guy did. 
That is not what I worked myself to the bone for for like 40 years for this guy to, to pay it off some some crime that he's committed and and look ray seems a reasonably okay guy but it's not what her dad worked for all his life for right i like ray um and i think that but he should accept given his narrative and his story right that never has a prenup been more appropriate i totally agree um having said that she will let it slide she will let her dad's disapproval slide she will let everything slide so that she can be a princess for the day i have never seen such a bad case of um it could be she should be unmarried at first sight she shouldn't have been on this show because all she wants is to be married yeah and the only baby because another third party thing that will confer value on her. but not to be a mother no, not to be a mother to but be to a have a baby and to have a baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. a big difference yeah not interested um, in a marriage only interested in the wedding in the wedding yeah. right and not interested in motherhood and what that entails just interested in having the baby not interested in ray only interested in having a husband right yeah um and I think if she now look, uh, I don't have any problem with location sharing. I think it's great, particularly if you have children, particularly if you live in a sometimes tough neighborhood like we do. Um, I think it's super, super useful. But she is almost desperate to catch him in the act and to prove. She's a sabotager. But I don't... What, what he should realize is he can do anything and get away with anything because nothing will take her eyes off that prize. No, but once it happens, then she's going to punish you for it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's kind of, he's and, already until done. You, until you say, I will leave, and then you will be the woman with the failed marriage, which which is what she dreads, right? Because all her friends have to look up to her as this paragon of perfection. I guess. She's I really played like her, her cards too visibly. I like her dog, though. Yeah, I love her dog. Oh, so cute. Well, should we get... Um, this has been... Have we done everyone? No. Oh, flip. Speaking of dogs, we just have one more quote-unquote couple amber and puppy. oh yeah puppy yeah <laughs> how can i forget puppy <laughs> hashtag free puppy we were watching abbott elementary uh yeah. which we've just got into and um puppy gets mentioned yeah love after lockup gets mentioned yeah it was I, really nice it was a, it was a cool shout out to the show um i was I, it should have been like Lindsay or destiny but fine all right let's do them um you guys, Puppy is in an emotionally, at a minimum, trigger warning, trigger warning, emotionally abusive relationship with a rock person slash... A rock person? He's a like, he's not made out of, he's not... Oh, he's not flesh and bone. No. No, but he's not rock. He's, what kind of packaging product is he? Oh, 
he's he's the disappointing velvet covered plastic that you get from imported cheap Chinese goods. Like on the surface, it's kind of plush and fancy, right? But there's this crinkly paper thin, and it cracks, right? When he pull it out of the packaging, it's already cracked, even though it looks luxurious. That's he wants you to think he's a luxury man. I think he's more like a sentient beer bottle that's full of cigarette butts. Yeah, he is that too. Um, and even and that... the car he drives. I have never seen a better chosen car for the personality <laughs> type. It is extraordinary. You can just smell that car. I mean, he is worse. He's a worse gaslighter than Kevin. Um, Kevin is the one who knocked the K out of Ertis. Kevin is the little short Short king. Short king, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, look, um, Puppy, Puppy has no, you know how I said Lindsay has like a highly refined survival Survival instinct? instinct. Puppy has whatever the polar opposite of that is. Yeah. She doesn't know whether she's coming or going. No. She says she just wants to chase the postman. He came home last night. Oh, well, it's more like, um, Eric (laughs) came home last night and, um, he had blood all over his clothes and, uh, he was washing his bloody hands in the sink. And then I saw him put a gun in the freezer, but, um, it could have been... Uh... I work in a slaughterhouse, okay? <laughs> I'm doing two jobs. I work in a slaughterhouse. That wasn't no gun. That was a stun gun that I used to stun the animals. What else are you going to accuse me of? Oh, sorry, Eric. I love you. <laughs> I'm just going to have your baby, Eric. Your litter. She's a puppy. Come on. I don't think you should compare women to dogs. What do you think that kid's going to be like? Seriously, can you imagine Eric's kid? Eric, that kid has already committed like <laughs> a huge rap sheet of crimes. It's in there in her uterus. It's already stolen her kidneys. It's making plans with the other embryos to knock off the maternity ward the second it gets out. In fact, I would I wager to, to suggest that any child of Eric's is not going to get released after nine months. That, <laughs> that, kid, that kid's going to do like another five years. Oh. She is going to be fucking huge by the time that kid gets out. You guys, <laughs> the reason I don't like Amber is because everyone seems to forget and i'm not saying that the guy that she was with before initially whatever his name was was any kind of prince or that he wasn't a creep or whatever but amber came out of prison planning to have this guy do an adult adoption of puppy yeah and to run a scam on him, okay? And I understand that he that she's moved beyond that now, and everyone's all on board for her to marry this cattle rancher and, you know, settle down and have a bunch of kids. And, and throw axes. You guys, she's a... Amber's a terrible person. Yeah. And just because she has some... Just because some part of her cares for Puppy, I don't think this friendship would last if Puppy... 
had any advantage on Amber in any sense. It's crazy weird to me. The whole setup is crazy weird. I don't think they should be on the show particularly because I don't know what the relationship is that I'm following. It's it's like uh, a single life version of Lalu and it's weird. Um, the relationship that you're following is, um, I don't really know, Robin, because I like Amber and I'm kind of in love with her and I need to uh, not make any decisions without her because I uh, can't make any decisions for myself. Um, I'll put my shoes on, okay. I might put my shoes on right to left. I might have to become an Orthodox Jewish woman so that I know which order to put my shoes on. Oh, I didn't, and... wasn't aware of that. <laughs> which, which order is it? Is it left then right or right then left? I mean, they read right to left there, so I'm thinking it's right to left. Have I guessed right? I don't know. We're not Hasidim. <laughs> okay. I thought you'd know. No, I don't... I'm... You know that it happens, but you can't give me the information. What kind of a date blight is this? God damn it. I already told you about Plymouth Rock, okay? Yeah, fine. <laughs> and that's more than anybody wanted to know about Plymouth Rock, except with the exception of Elliot Wilson, probably, because... Oh, a little shout out there for one of our biggest fans. Yeah. Love you, Elliot. Um, right, I'm fit to storm out of this date like... Uh, the one who isn't Shahida, whose name's like Shahida. Shahida. Yeah. Uh, frankly, this has all disappointed me terribly. Have you enjoyed joining us on our pretty slurbid, drunken Saturday night fun? Um, sorry, uh, we will do this late because God knows we don't have that much time in the week. Um, so we're going to be doing things like Happily Ever After and, and whatnot a little bit later than you probably expect. Sometimes it might even come out after the next episode you've seen. Sometimes, but right now we're going to record maths. And then tomorrow we are going to uh, watch and hopefully record 90 Day UK. Yeah. And, and Sister Wives. What? Different episodes. Oh, my goodness. It's going right. to be wonderful. Once again, um, we are running a competition until episode 12 of 90 Day UK. 90 to fuck. 90 to fuck, uh, as Robin likes to say. Um, the winner, uh, all you have to do is uh, write us a review in Apple Podcasts. Um the ones that make us laugh the most, and look, they don't have to be witty. You don't have to, like, tell a joke. You don't have to... No, it doesn't even have to be relevant. You can tell us about your worst ever date night. Yeah. Or you can tell us about um, your... Uh, what do they have in America? Postmates order. That oh, might make us laugh. Is it wrong? But to me, Postmates is so exotic. I hear Postmates and I just think that's a world of oh, wonder. I cannot wait to go back to America. I know I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry, home office. <laughs> um, yeah, so get those reviews in. You will get a homemade tote bag designed by me personally. I will probably panic at the last minute and yeah. have Robin do the finishing touches that on the design. That is usually the way it goes. That's normally how it goes, yeah. but yeah. we've got some wonderful designs, one of which is um, if you want boom boom, you need to clean or words to that effect. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, and come at us with suggestions for our different shows of the yes. little emblem. You may have noticed uh, the coat of arms that we have is, is that the royal coat of arms that I use? I think it is. I think it's the English one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, RIP Liz and all that. Um, we should probably say that. We'll have to we say that for the next few weeks. We probably should say that, yeah. Um, but... You might have noticed, anyone who's zoomed in on our artwork may have noticed that I have 90-day-related things within the coat of arms. Um, and I, I feel I should do them for all the different shows, really. We're so, a family of artists, you guys. Right. So if you want to suggest things that should go in for different shows, like objects that really represent the different shows, I'm, I might... Um, in the miraculous time where I find that my days are 79 hours long, uh, find a minute for that. No, we're working on time management. It's okay. going to be fine. This outro is way too long we need yeah. to get on to maths oh yeah i mean this has I been a two-hour podcast you realize that? but that's date blight that's date blight it goes till it goes it goes till it goes <laughs> it's free form yeah we're off the clock it's relaxed <laughs> we're off the leash all right all right love you guys see you love soon. you guys oh, bye bye no we do oh. right see, see you, you soon, soon. There you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.